0: What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the brand new show. As you know, I am brand new, and like always, all podcast platforms everywhere. Brand new show, man. YouTube channel as well. Brand new show, and social media platforms is brand new show. Uh, tonight's episode is wrestling life, and so I've been watching a couple podcasts that's put out there so far. Top ten list of uh. The rest of the matches so far of 2023, well, I don't really watch a lot of these other pro, uh, companies like that, so mine is going to be about WWE tonight, but hey, this is my top 10, ma- WWE, my favorite top, my top 10 matches of 2023 so far when it comes to WWE, um, so hope you guys enjoy this, and man, this was actually a little bit harder than I actually thought, I was not even going to lie, it was actually a little bit harder than I, than I thought, uh, putting this shit together, <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, let's get into it, so, if you don't know how to do top 10s, I go 10 to 1 on here, but tonight, I'm gonna pretty much, yeah, nah, yeah, I'm gonna break it down, nah, I'm gonna do it like I want, like I wanted to do it, alright, so, top 10, there's the matches, uh, so far of WWE, and here we go, so, number 10, kicking it off, Is Bianca Belair versus EO Sky backlash for the at the time the WWE Raw Women's Championship? I thought this match was amazing. I thought this was the catapult to push EO Sky into the conversation of being Miss Money in the Bank, which she is now Miss Money in the Bank. Um, you know, I think this match made her a super super superstar. Uh, this was, like, really the first time out, it was the first time you actually heard, um, the crowd, uh, flip on Bianca and kind of cheer Eo. and this is kind of interesting, man. The match, all in all, was really fucking good. It was actually a really good fucking match, like I said. It was a, a really great showing for Eo Sky. I thought it was an amazing showing. Bianca, this was Bianca, one of Bianca's last matches as champion because she dropped the title at Night of Champions to Oscar. So, you know, uh, a lot of people are still saying they're gonna see, she's going to go heel, I guess, a slam, But it's hard to go heel on a Charlotte Flair, and that shit is exactly what you're trying to do. And just like last night when you were trying to put Ronda Rousey as – and some people said Ronda wasn't trying – they wasn't trying to make Ronda a face last night, but it kind of feels like they were trying to make Ronda face last night, but you know. But anyway, um, but yeah, Bianca versus EO at Backlash. That Puerto Rican crowd was incredible, man. Uh, Bianca versus EO at Backlash was incredible, and it is definitely at number t- on my list at number ten for uh for the WWE top ten matches so far. At number nine, I will take um. Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles to crown the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And that was at Night of Champions. Yeah, I know this matches happened like a month ago or so. But it's Seth Rollins. It's AJ Styles. It's two of the best of the generation going at it. You can't go wrong with either one of these men all like winning it's 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 like obvious like put them in the ring see what the fuck happens type of feel and that's exactly what this was um said of course got the win but aj and him both went out there and had a a incredible match i think when you go back now and watch that match you'll probably be like wow this actually was as great as a match can be um i i got a problem with people always calling this title like the 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 uh, pretty much the the consolation prize title because everybody doesn't want it. But like, here's the thing: what the fuck do you want? Do you want the Roman Reigns title run where he doesn't defend it at all until he fucking like Roman hasn't defended the title since WrestleMania. There's been a backlash. There's been a Night of Champions and a Money in the Bank. That's three fucking pay per views. I'm sorry, three prime live events <laughs> in WWE's calendar since this man has defended a title. And yet, you niggas complain at the fact that Seth Rollins has the championship, but you call it a consolation prize. But yet, Seth is defending the shit. Hey, y'all are never satisfied with a, a, a top champion. I, I don't get this shit. Y'all complain with Roman don't defend, then you get a champion that is there, but now you're calling his title like the consolation prize. Nobody gives a shit about that title. Which one is it? I didn't. I don't understand that shit. I really don't fucking understand it. Anyway, but yeah, Seth versus AJ and not a champion it's the crown the world heavyweight champion is definitely on this list at number nine. At number eight, I know it's early to say that this match is a top ten match, but again, this is WWE. But the women's Money in the Bank match that just happened just last Saturday is definitely. I think it's gonna be one of those matches, and this is so far. This isn't the whole picture just yet out of all of the, the uh, matches that these women have had. This is one of my, uh, one of my favorite. I like the, uh, the Royal Rumble match that they had um, all the women had this year, but at the same time, I think the women's money in the bank match had a little bit more different element towards a lot of these other women's and women money in the bank matches. They had literally two different factions in the damn match that was kinda interesting that ganged up and teamed up on on um pretty much the opponent. Whereas for damage control you had Bailey and Eos guy who eventually won the money in the Bay briefcase. And then you had Trish Stratus and uh, Zoe Stark versus Becky Lynch. And it made sense to kinda divide this these into two, two different type of storylines, which is a good thing. Which you don't really have in a lot of women's Money in the bank matches, shit. You barely have them in women matches, period. So they have two different storylines going against each other. It was pretty cool to see it. Um, I thought all in all, man, the match was incredible. These women went in in this match. Um, like I said, I like the Royal Rumble one two this year, but I just, I just, I just couldn't put it over this. I think this is actually a really good match. Now I don't know if it's gonna be on the list when it's all said and done when I do my top ten yearly uh, top 10 list, but for right now, it's at number eight. Speaking of money in the bank, at number seven is the men's money in the bank. <laughs> um, This may be on its list when it's all said and done. This was fucking crazy. Uh, all, 70, all seven of them dudes was incredible in that match. Um, They kept pumping out the Logan Paul idea of, like, he can win. You know he can win. And it's just like, ah, oh, shit. And I think Ricochet almost killed Logan Paul. I really think he actually killed him, almost killed him. Uh, This shit was incredible. The fact that LA Knight was supposed to throw them out the ring, and they both kind of just landed on the rope. And as soon as Ricochet got his bearings on the rope, he literally Spanish-flied him and Logan Paul out the fucking ring onto two tables. The shit was incredible. Um, Yeah, that shit was amazing. That spot and the spot in the royal rope between them two, like I said uh, Saturday when I did it, are two of the most amazing fucking spots I've ever seen in my life, possibly. Um, And they're going to probably fight at SummerSlam, which I'm all good with. Um, They also, WWE is some assholes, because they kept pumping up LA Knight is going to win this. They kept kind of fucking with us. (laughs) They kept fucking with us. You know, LA Knight can win. LA Knight can win. He does all the work. He throws everybody out the ring. He finally climbs the ladder, and then Damian Priest catches his ass and gets him off the ladder with a broken arrow. And you're just like, you son of a bitch. I personally think LA Knight is going on to win the United States Championship, because you gotta get that belt off of Austin Theory. Good old God almighty get that belt off of Austin Theory. I don't think Seamus I don't think Sheamus needs to beat Austin Theory. I think Austin Theory and LA Knight will be a hell of a summer slam because you would have literally a guy that nobody gives a fuck about versus the guy that is so over in the company that it would make no sense but to give him the belt. Now if you fucked that up then you're stupid. That's a, That would be a Vince call, and I swear to you, that would be a Vince call because Triple H knows LA Knight is fucking over. We got to give him something. We can't just let this man just fucking flounder out there for months like WWE likes to fucking do. This is different. I hope Triple H puts his foot down and actually gives LA Knight the chance to actually be the a, a United States champion because he actually got himself over organically. That is hard to fucking do, especially in a company where you got a now man sometimes running a company and don't know shit about the company. So that's just my opinion. But all in all, Money in the Bank, both Money in the Bank matches this year was incredible. Um, just, 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 just missing the top five. Is the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at this year's WrestleMania Night One main event for the undisputed tag team championships? Which, by the way, I still hope WWE figures this shit out because it makes no sense for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to have two belt, four belts, technically two sets of belts. It's time to like y'all didn't switched up the women's and the WWE like the men. It's time to switch up these tags and titles. Give these men at least one title and then have them go back and forth. Because these are only, by the way, these are the only fucking dudes that still have the blue and red belts. Allies changed the titles. They are the only ones still walking around with two fucking sets of titles that are blue and red. Like, bruh, just change the fucking belts. Um, Hopefully they will. I don't fucking know if they're waiting to, like, just make them drop it and then change the belts. Or what? But they need to change the belts. Anyway, the Usos, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania 39, night one. I was just like everybody else. This has to be an event night one. I don't give a shit how good the Charlotte real match was because it was really fucking good. But at that time, we didn't know if it was going to be live up to that standard. We knew this was going to live up to the standard of what we have been seeing. This match was incredible. Um... Not so much with the with the, the wrestling, but the storytelling. You know, they, they the Usos being literally the greatest tag team of all time. So they they isolated Sammy. They isolated Kevin Norris. They beat down both. They made sure their tag team wrestled the shit out of both of them. They made them non-existent to the other side of the corner where their partner was. They made sure they put their best tag team effort out there. They show why they act. Body. they are at the top of the top of team, tag team wrestling. They did everything in their power except win. <laughs> That's it. They did everything except fucking win. Um, Sammy pretty much ending the reign with three halula kicks, but every time he would catch Jay, like he did Kevin Owens at Survivor Series. He'd catch him, and then put them back in the corner. It, it Ironically enough, the next match, I'm going to talk about it. But that tells you right there now, man, it took three damn kicks, three Hulula kicks, to finally get rid of the best tag team in the entire WWE. One of the greatest ever do it. I think that uh, this also. This, this skyrocketed Sammy and Kevin, but it really skyrocketed the Usos. It made the Usos way more important with losing. Actually, I would say the Usos have had a, actually a better run since WrestleMania 39 than Sammy and Kevin. Like, they still have a noticeable and really good storyline, while Sammy and Kevin does. They don't. I mean, outside of, like, the Imperium shit, they don't really have anything. Like, what do Sammy and Kevin really do? Outside of the Imperium shit. Like, they don't really have anything. So, I mean, they just fought uh, pretty deadly. But that's, again, it's like you're going on two different shows, have a dude do different damn storylines. It doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, but the Usos had a better storyline since then because coming in at number five is exactly why. The Usos versus the Bloodline and Money in the Bank. Yes, I know this shit just happened Saturday do I think this is going to be one of the top 10 matches when I do my top 10 list? Probably. It's going to be up there. I know people are going to sit here and say, "Um, why is this in the top? Five? Possibly. Yes. Did it take long too long to kind of get to the point of where they ended? No. To me, it didn't because Roman and Solo did what they were supposed to do. The best tag team in the the world, the Usos, are literally getting their ass beat by a team that has never really been a team before, like Roman and Solo. Like, they have never been a team like that before. They're just beating you by sheer will and dominance. And that's what they were supposed to do. But then it changed. The Usos started getting back into it, and it made the match actually matter more. And I feel like a lot of people... Will say it pointed out to the end of that match, but that was a time when Usos was actually beating them, and then they got out the ring, and I think it's, it's, Paul Heyman said something to them dudes, and they went in there and started whooping Usos ass after that, and then they go back, and the callbacks to each and every single thing that has happened has was incredible, like um, WrestleMania thirty. Uh, WrestleMania 37. The callback to WrestleMania 37, where Roman tells Roman says, "I'm gonna stack him. I'm gonna smash him. Stack him, pin him." That's what he did to Daniel Bryan Edge. Exactly the same way that Solo, that Jimmy and Jay was Saturday. That's what Daniel Bryan Edge was. But here's the thing, Daniel Bryan Edge didn't kick out. Them motherfuckers kicked out. Then a call back to how the bloodline even became the bloodline. The Knight of Champions. Jey Uso. Jey Uso splash on Roman Reigns. He's about to win the match. One, two. Roman kicks out, but he low blows Jay Uso to get out of the pin. What happens Saturday? Jay does the same shit to Roman. Get out the pin. And also, the first time we're actually seeing Solo. Kind of look at Roman and be like, yo, what the? What's going on? What's happening? What? You don't know what you're doing? Like, Solo took initiative in that match. Solo started beating the shit out of his own brothers. Roman didn't know what the fuck to do. Roman was in the car like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. He's always had a, he's always had protection. For the first time Solo gets taken out, he loses. Three years. This man loses. Almost four years, he finally loses. That is something that is hard to find. The only thing that could probably top this is when he drops the title. That's about it. That's hard to fucking do. So, yeah, and I know people are going to be like, why is it number five? It was a slow build, and it really was, but it was so worth it at the end. But it was a slow fucking build, and that's why I was at number five. Not like number four. Number four was a completely different fucking energy entirely. And number four, which should have main evented that night, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest backlash, the San Juan street fight. That's a damn shame that celebrities like Logan Paul and Bad Bunny could come into a wrestling company and probably have some of the greatest fucking matches we've ever fucking seen. This is This is ridiculous. What happened to, uh, like, all the celebrities? I remember uh, Drew, Carey, uh, Drew Carey coming to Royal Rumble in 2001. I was at that Royal Rumble, and he saw Kane beating the shit out of everybody and immediately jumped his ass over the rope and got the fuck out the right. He knew, right getting in there. Like, I'm not fucking with this nigga. A Pete, a Pete Rose taking a tombstone for Kane at WrestleMania 14. Or uh, better yet, when Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone went to WCW and was teaming up with Hulk Hogan and, and, and Diamond Dallas Page. Like, what happened to those celebrities? Because these motherfuckers are built different. These niggas are different. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Yo, Bad Bunny went out there and had possibly one of the best fucking matches I've ever seen from a nine fucking wrestler. Like, that shit was incredible. Logan Paul, too. Those motherfuckers are different. Morgan had said that WrestleMania was incredible, but this match, my God, man, when Damian Priest picked this nigga up, <laughs> fucking broke arrow, this nigga onto tables, like, what the, f- and, and he, he, he went through the tables, like, this shit was incredible, man, I was like, man, this shit was good, I was like, yo, this shit shouldn't be this good, bro. All in all, man, that match was fucking amazing, man. I'll be honest with you, man. I would have not mind that shit being at WrestleMania, like, this year. That shit was incredible, man. That was one of the best matches I had ever seen outside of probably WrestleMania. Outside of WrestleMania, that was the best fucking match I've seen. Like, good God. Um... The next three matches are all like WrestleMania. (laughs) All three of these matches were at WrestleMania 39. So let's get into it. At number three. The SmackDown Women's Championship match, WrestleMania night one, WrestleMania 39, night one, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This shit was brutal. Oh, my God. Last night was brutal, too. Rhea and Natalya, that was a brutal fucking match. But that's how you got to fight Rhea Ripley. You can't go in there fucking around. She is a brutal fucking person. I like her character this way because she is that. And I can't wait till when Shayna Baszler finally fights Rhea. Now, that's a fucking WrestleMania match. Sign me the fuck up for That is a match. I wish they would fight at SummerSlam, but clearly it's not going to happen. So if you could build this shit out to Royal Rumble and to WrestleMania, WrestleMania 40, Rhea will have the title for almost up to a year by then. She probably won't have a, any real challenger. And if you could build Shayna into back into the NXT Shayna, bruh, that match would be fucking money in pockets, nigga. What the fuck? Y'all might not understand that, man. Y'all better go watch that Rhea versus Shayna match from NXT when Shayna was... But I think it's like a second championship run. It really came from the NXT UK and beat her. Took the title from her. This match was exactly what I thought it was supposed to be at WrestleMania 36. If old man delusional wasn't running the show. Um, this was the best thing that could have happened for Charlotte. I'm gonna be honest. Because she went out there. And she had a real WrestleMania match. There's been two matches in WrestleMania history that Charlotte, I think, really did good in, And that is her and Oscar WrestleMania 34, because Oscar was at that time just at her peak, her apex at what she was at that time. You couldn't just – and she was unbeatable. So for Charlotte to beat her, which is still – to me, I still don't fucking understand that shit because Carmella didn't beat her at fucking the next – fucking. Uh, yeah, Charlotte, like, Carmella beat her the next fucking SmackDown. Like, it was like, what, what what was the fucking point of her being Oscar? Like, what was the point just for her to drop the title to fucking Carmella? It didn't make any sense, but. That shit, yeah, that shit just didn't make any sense, but this match was perfect. This was a perfect fucking match for Charlotte. That match against Oscar, and then this match against Rhea. That, like, it showed Charlotte in all. Her essence of being one of the best females. Now, listen, as much as I don't like her having a title too many times and they're just doing it to run her title reign up to, to her father, I get that. But when she actually has a worthy fucking challenger, she can actually go in the fucking ring. And that is something I cannot lie on. That's why I can't wait to see if her and Bianca do fight at WrestleMania 40, which I think would be a great match. Matter of fact, I think WrestleMania should have, like, I got, like, two matches at WrestleMania 40 for women. Charlotte Bianca for the women's title for the for the WWE Women's uh, Undisputed Championship. And then Rhea and Shayna. Because clearly you're not going to put Rhea and Shayna against each other until maybe late in the year, any fucking way. And I know people will be like, well, where's Becky? I don't think Becky needs to be a champion right now. I just don't. I think Becky needs to to build that. Matter of fact, I think Becky should go and team up with someone. I think her taking the women's tag team titles that'd be a pretty. That would be better for the women's tag team titles than her just having another championship single title. I think if she actually had a tag team title run with like a real, you know, woman with her, like like not leader. Love Leader, but not Leader, but like a like a real call up or some shit. Becky could easily make them tag team titles stand the fuck out. But they don't do that. Um whereas for this match, again, get into this man. Rhea has had an incredible this was the best thing for Rhea. She won. Congratulations. But she's not had a great title run. She hasn't really fought anybody except Natalia. And that's fucking it. And I already know what you're gonna do with Rhea. And it seems like it's going to be Raquel, Gonzalez, Raquel Rodriguez versus Real. That's cool. That's awesome. Do it. But at the same time, we know she's not going to drop the title. So what's the point? Um, all in all, I thought this match was incredible. One of the best female matches of, of WrestleMania ever. I thought it was just top notch. Incredible. Um, coming in at number two on this list. This shit could have been one. It so could have been one. I remember last year, I uh, I said that I wouldn't mind seeing Gunther versus Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, and then they gave me an extra person. <laughs> it's like, oh, you wouldn't? How about Seamus too? Sign me to fuck up, like, like, like sign me to fuck up. WrestleMania Night 2, Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental Championship triple threat match. Whoo, shit. This match was different. This match was different. If WrestleMania Night 2 did not end the way it ended, I probably would have been like, that is the greatest night. That is the best. To me, I still think WrestleMania Night 2 and WrestleMania Night 1 are the best. WrestleMania they ever done. Now, a lot of people could say, nah, I don't really fuck with Night 2. Night 2 was some bullshit, I get it, but at the same time, you had a match like this. You had a classic like this on a card. Like, you cannot be mad at that. This shit was... If Charlotte real was aggressive, this shit was abusive. This was just so abusive. This was... If you have a weak stomach, don't watch this match. It was a beat. These motherfuckers beat the shit out of each other. Like, three men that hit hard, that don't give no fucks, (laughs) like, about your chest cavities. Like, your chest, like, they didn't give a fuck. Like, Gwyneth and Sheamus already had one of the best matches I've ever seen at Clash of the Castle a couple months prior. Drew also had an incredible match against Roman that night, too. But to put them in the picture together, all three of these men, Sheamus and Drew have had a, had classics in the past and recent. And then you add Gunther, who is probably – ain't no problem. He is the best wrestler really in WWE. And that's saying a lot because I fought with Seth Rollins. But he is the best fucking wrestler. Pure, just unmitigated. don't give a fuck. Like, he it just says – he is that guy. Gunther – Seamus, Drew, they beat the shit out of each other, and we all fucking loved it. I loved this match. Oh, my God. I love this match. Man, I'm not going to go watch this shit. This shit was aggressive. Oh, but boy, it was abusive. They beat the shit out of each other. I was like, God damn, these niggas do not give a fuck. Oh, holy shit. Best triple threat match I think I've ever seen. Best triple threat match i think i've ever seen like that i've seen a lot of triple threat matches but not like that that shit was different man that shit was different i love that match that was one of the, it could have been number one but it's not because number one the match closed out the night the match i'm still like why the fuck did they do this i'm sorry wrestlemania night two the main event of all main events Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the undisputed Universal WWE Championship. Like I said, if Night 2 didn't end the way Night 2 ended, this would probably be the greatest WrestleMania of all time. But it still is. Um... It never felt like Roman was better than Cody. It never felt like Cody was overpowered by Roman. It felt like it was an even playing field. It felt like these are two. This is literally the best challenger that Roman Reigns has ever fucking had for his titles. I like the fact that no, I don't. You throw Solo out at some point. Get him out the building. Okay. The Usos come down, do the Usos shit, and then Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come down to save Cody. And they even get revenge on Roman. Okay. All of this shit is working. And then when Cody's about to hit the crossroads on Roman again for the third time, Solo comes back and fucking spikes him. And Roman wins. And that's WrestleMania night two. What? I like, come on. Listen, I have been on record and said Solo's going to screw Roman at WrestleMania 40. I think I, I, think we all see it coming, but we just like, nah, I don't see it. If Co- Cody's clearly going to probably be, be the guy that fights Roman at WrestleMania 40. He's not losing to Jey Uso. I don't give a shit what people say. I don't even want to see him versus Jay because people are going to get their fucking hopes up. About, he should beat Jay. Jay should beat Roman. Jay should beat Roman. I don't want that. I think what they should do is run back what they did at my money uh money in the bank just this Saturday. I think you should have the bloodline versus the Usos. But this time so the title's on the line. And if any one of the Usos pin Roman and Solo, they are the champion. But if Solo and Roman beat one of them, Roman remains champion, Roman remains tribal chief. But have solo beat the Usos. Have solo pin Jimmy, or Jay. And then that will force a real conversation of is Roman losing the grip of being a tribal chief? Because Solo pinned the Usos, not Roman. Which if you're Solo now, you're thinking in your head, I should be champion because I pinned these motherfuckers, not you. And that is what should continue the deception in the bloodline. But, of course, that's not what's going to fucking happen. WrestleMania 40 is literally a couple months away. But WrestleMania 39, you could have just killed all this shit and just gave the t- title belts to Cody fucking Rhodes. Cody's in this bland, no real storyline. We really still don't fucking know why Brock attacked this nigga. No reason at all. We still don't fucking know why Brock attacked Cody. We have no idea. I wish that we could go back into the time machine and fix this shit. You could still have this story the way it is with Roman in the bloodline. It, you really could have. Even if he didn't have the titles. But him having the titles is holding up this fucking story. And I feel like this is why I feel like it's a terrible situation, man. I wish night two would have ended with Cody winning. It would have made more sense. Brock attacked Cody. Okay, because he wants to be champion. That makes sense. Okay, cool. That makes sense. This also now will give you actually another title on both shows. You didn't have to go recreate a new title. Mm. Cody would have been WWE champion. The, the universal title could stay on uh, SmackDown. We're good. And it also would have made the draft actually make sense. But I digress. It is still number one. Because the match was fucking incredible, man. They actually gave a main event 30 to 45 fucking minutes and let them niggas go out there and do their fucking thing. I respect that. The ending sucked like a son of a bitch. But the match was pure greatness. Go, if you got the Peacock Network, go watch this match. It's fucking fantastic from bell to fucking bell. You know something's going to happen, but you just don't feel like, no, it's not. Cody's going to win this shit. I, again, say at WrestleMania 40, they're going to fight again, but this time Roman gets spiked by Solo and Cody picks up the win and takes the belt. And that is what happens. But until then, it is at number one for me so far. I know a lot of people wouldn't have it at number one because of the ending. But for me, Roman versus Cody, night two, main event. It's one of the best matches I saw all year. It's fucking pure greatness, man. It's fucking cinema. It's fucking cinema. As much as I hate the ending, I got to give it proper respect. So that's it. That's my top ten of matches so far for WWE. Number one, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rose. WrestleMania night two for the Undisputed Championship. Night, uh, Second match. Number two, Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental Championship, Triple Threat, WrestleMania Night Um, 2. Number three, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley, WrestleMania Night 1 for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Number four, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest in a San Juan Street Fight at Backlash. Uh, Number five, The Usos versus The Bloodline, Money in a Bank. Number six, The Usos versus Seven Zayn versus Kevin Owens or- and Kevin Owens uh, for the undisputed tag team titles at WrestleMania Night One main event. Number seven, Men's Money in the Bank uh, ladder match. Number eight was Women's Money in the Bank ladder match, and number nine was Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles to crown the World Heavyweight Champion uh, at Night of Champions, and then number ten Bianca Belair versus Io Sky for the Raw Women's Championship at Backlash. That is my top 10. Now, I'm about to do another list for wrestling. But it's going to be my top 10 wrestlers of all time. And that's coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. But until then, I am Brian new. That is my top 10 of matches so far. Hope you enjoy this. Peace.